Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, April 26th starts now. On today's show, Ben welcomes back the maestro of muckraking. That's right, Monroe Anderson is here for Monroe Wednesdays. The Ben Jarofsky Show brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, and so much more. If you like columns from Ben Jarofsky, that's the only place you want to go, ChicagoReader.com. Hey, and even more stuff for Ben Jarofsky, just go to ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A. V is in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Kim Fox Day Wednesday, and here's why. Because Kim Fox announced yesterday uh, that she was not going to run for re-election, and uh, she's essentially going to end her public career, at least for the moment, in 2024. Wow. Damn. It's the, the presidential election's literally right around the corner. Uh, the Sun-Times headline says it all. Fox out of the hunt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Monroe's shaking his head and laughing. He, you know, he's so happy he doesn't subscribe to the Sun-Times anymore because he doesn't have to be exposed to headlines like that. Fox out of the hunt. I get it. I get the Sun-Times every day, Monroe. There it is. Fox out of the haunted picture of Kim Fox hugging her mentor, Tony Perkwinkle, uh, before announcing yesterday the speech at the City Club. That's where they do the famous speech. They always have their announcements at the City Club. Uh, Despite the ongoing trial of the former head of the City Club uh, in the Madigan case, City Club is where people go to make news. God bless the City Club. Anyway, this is where the movers and shakers meet. Yes, that's why I'm not there right now. All right. Anyway, so uh, she made her announcement yesterday and... uh, I have to say this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make my pronouncement. Uh, right now, there's the mainstream Chicago is, you know, filled with consternation about Kim Fox. They're very concerned about the Jesse Smollett case. They believe it's a blemish on her career. That's mainstream Chicago, okay? Corporate Chicago, civic Chicago, editorial Chicago. I, on the other hand, you know, typical left-wing podcaster in his attic overlooking an alley, view Kim Fox as the greatest state's attorney in my lifetime for Cook County. Now, I know what you're going to say, those of you discerning folks. Well, Ben, the bar's kind of low because there's not a lot of competition. Good point. I know Monroe was thinking that. In our lifetime, that means Monroe in my lifetime, here are some of the candidates that she's up against for the title of best Cook County state's attorney. Ed Hanrahan, who conspired with the FBI and Mayor Daley and the police to kill Fred Hampton. In his sleep. Murder. Murder. Excuse me. Shoot him down. Right. First they drugged him so he couldn't resist, and then they shot him down. That's There you go. That's one of your state's attorneys. Then you got Daly, the guy you love so much you elected a mayor, five times I've lost count. He was looking the other way while cops were torturing confessions out of black people. Look, I don't see anything. What? And what did you do, Chicago? You made him your mayor. That was your response. Uh, I don't see anything. He's Sergeant Schultz. I don't hear anything. That's, uh, Sergeant Schultz is a reference that only baby boomers will get. Millennials are scratching their head. Who's Sergeant Schultz? Hogan's Heroes, ladies and gentlemen, look it up. Yeah, well, that was good enough for it. may have a life on reruns. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, millennials, you've seen it. You know, you don't have to explain it. What else? Oh, my good. They were so they were torturing confessions out of black people. Then there were the prosecutors who uh, prosecuted people who had been set up uh, by Ronald Watts. We talked about that case. That's the crooked cop. And uh, how many people? I forget. Dozens of people, you know, were prosecuted based on his testimony. Unbelievable. Unbelievable corruption. Our, so, you our, know, our property taxes would be 
uh, ten percent cheaper if uh, we weren't paying the cops. Yeah, uh, paying for the cops um, for all those wrongful uh, uh, cases. Let's think about this between the TIF program and the wrongful uh, imprisonment cases. Our property taxes would be lower. So that's the competition she's up against. In my opinion, she's the best. I took a look. I look, Chicago. I know you revere Mayor Daly. You have this bizarre, twisted at like feeling of love for him, adoration for him. But I would have to say that if you're honest about it, you have to concur that Kim Fox was a far superior Cook County State's Attorney than Richard M. Daly. I know if you're honest about it. You know, if you're really honest about it, you take a look at the evidence. And yet, and yet, the papers are filled with stories, remembrances of the Jesse Smollett case. And they say that it has clouded her reputation. You cannot overlook Jesse Smollett. Now, Moreau, we had a field day with Jesse Smollett uh, and that story because it was so bizarre, weird, and twisted. It was funny. Uh, in a darkly cynical way. And I think that the main point of the humor in it was our utter obsession with that case, in, even though it was a relatively minor affair. They turned it into the second coming. <laughs> the second coming of Watergate. What did Kim Fox know and when did she know it? They, they hired Dan Webb to do a whole investigation, spent millions of your tax dollars on that thing. So much time was spent. What did she know? When did she know it? They tried the guy. Remember that they had the Kate, the trial? And then the judge couldn't wait to say, yeah, you're guilty. You're sentenced for making up some cockamamie scheme. Everybody knew it was made up right. from the get-go. And yet, this is what we're obsessed with in the city of Chicago. Here's my position on this, and we'll turn it over to Monroe Anderson, get his thoughts. My position is that the city of Chicago and the people who run this city and the wealthiest people in this city just love the Justice Smollett affair. Why? Because they don't have to address any of the real problems the city faces. They could spend hours and hours pretending that Justice Smollett is the most important thing we face. It's the foundation of our criminal justice system, Ben. Is Kim Fox telling the truth about Jesse Smollett? Forget Ronald Watts for a matter. Forget Fred Hampton murdered in his bed. Forget all those tortured black people in police stations around the city. What did Kim Fox know and when did she know it about Jesse Smollett? Monroe, I submit to you, my dear friend, one of my oldest friends, I submit to you that the entire Justice Smollett affair was essentially an excuse <laughs> for the city of Chicago to look the other way at years and years and years of injustice, uh, racial discrimination, and horrific, what, wrongs done against black people. That's my humble opinion. Do you think I'm being unfair to the citizenry of Chicago. Go. I think that they were upset about just, just Smollett because he was the one who got away. He was Chicago's OJ. And there aren't enough black men in Cook County Jail. So he, if he had gotten there, then it would have balanced it all out. There aren't enough black men in Cook County Jail. Let's, yeah, it's not right. We need Jesse Smollett in there too. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. Send him there now. Oh my God, Monroe, the utter obsession uh, with this. And this is called justice. Remember when uh, Daly's nephew got into a fight, punched a guy, he fell back, and he died? He hit his head against a parking I don't know if you remember. I mean, that was big, huge. God bless the Sun-Times. I can give the Sun-Times a lot of credit. Carol Marine, uh, unrelenting, and Tim Novak, their investigation of that. Uh, but they were they were going to look the other way. See, Monroe, see, this thing about law and order, I'm going to put this out. I'm going to tie them together. Right now, as we speak, Donald John Trump is on trial in New York for rape. So MAGA, which screams the loudest about law and order, the, I'm going to go to the 19th wards and the 41st wards in the city of Chicago voted the most against Kim Fox on the grounds that she was 
bad with law and order. They revere Donald John Trump. That's their guy. John Catanzaro, the Fraternal Order of Police, wears Donald John Trump T-shirts. Monroe, right now, the law and order crowd's leader is on trial in New York for rape. Yes. But they're outraged about Justice Smollett. Something's wrong here, Monroe. Help me out here. I need to understand. I need to understand why they're so outraged about Justice Smollett, but they love a man who is right now on trial for rape in New York City. Help me out. One word. Racism. And racism in America is, uh, is as American as Thanksgiving dinner. And so we have a situation with Trump where he's a, 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 an obvious white supremacist. Uh, his, 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 his buddy and mentor, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, was so blatant with it. It wasn't, it wasn't even a, it, anything amounting to dog whistles anymore. He was, a, he was on a megaphone. And, and Trump had a mini megaphone compared to, to uh, Tucker. Yeah, well, it. Uh, by the way, I want to point out that Kim Fox was exceedingly unpopular, not just on the Northwest side, I must point this out, uh, in uh, on the Gold Coast uh, and in Lincoln Park. And Monroe quickly pointed out before we were in the air, don't blame him. His ward is he no longer is in the 43rd ward, which that's the Lincoln Park ward, which. Um, wow. Their vote turtles in the in the last uh, elections are really embarrassing, but they voted uh, for uh, Pat O'Brien. That's the there, there you go. That's the name of the Republican who ran against Kim Fox. Uh, they gave him uh, over 40 percent of the vote. The 42nd ward. Uh, voted for Pat O'Brien. He got roughly 49% of the vote. Uh, excuse me, O'Brien got 46% of the vote in the 43rd Ward. I just looked this up uh, in the 2020 election against Kim Fox. That's how strong the cry for law and order is among oh, like okay. front liberals. Go ahead. Yeah, let me tell you this. On WGN Today, the lead news story was that there was a carjacking in Lincoln Park, where I'm assuming as teenagers, but anyway, they carjacked this woman's woman and took her car. And then um, an hour and a half or so later, the car was found eight blocks away. That was the lead story. The second story was there was a fire in, in uh, Roseland and somebody was killed in it. So now let's see. Uh, white woman's car is taken from her for a couple of hours uh, with some teenagers uh, obviously joyriding. Uh, or somebody's house catches on fire and a person dies, which is the, the more significant news story. Well, obviously, in the judgment of the people who run WGN News, the carjacking. But of course. I, I presume the uh, the woman, I'm hoping the woman was okay in Lincoln Park. Like she oh, yeah, no, they interviewed her. And she, 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 she talked about how they put a full began on her. And she let them have the car. They took the car. And that um, she was going to be more mindful in the future, not have her, um, not be talking on her phone or texting or pay more attention to her environment. Well, uh, law and order in the city of Chicago. I'm glad she's okay. I'm glad they got the car back. Right. Uh, neither Monroe nor I are condoning. You always feel compelled to say stuff like this, Monroe, uh, when you point, like if you point things out like this, yeah. you know, the inconsistency, the logic, uh, we, we have the distance because we're not the people who've like our house burnt or our car was stolen. So we have a little distance uh, on the matter. Do you follow what I'm saying? I mean, right. people always go, Ben, what would you say if your car was hijacked, carjacked? I'd be like, I'd be horrified, traumatized, you know? 
But I'm not sure I would like vote for Donald Trump because of that. This was this was seven blocks away from me, where the carjacking happened. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's I I I obviously was interested in it because it could have been me. It wasn't me. The the house that they caught on fire and somebody died from was very far away from me. Chicago was a big city. I thought that that probably was a more in, in, important news story than the, the fact that some woman who was not hurt, uh, who got her car back, but just was inconvenienced. And and, and, I, and I understand the her being a little concerned about it. Uh, when, I, when I moved here this, um, on the north side from the south side, uh, I was standing at Prairie Shores, and I moved here uh, in 77, and my car was broken into. It had never been touched on the south side. It was broken into, and my radio was stolen out of my, my car. Uh, weeks after I moved in, I was upset about that. But um, no, it's it's the big city. No, you, you said this, and... Um... You've been saying this consistently uh, down uh, through the months that a crime in an upscale, well-to-do neighborhood on the north side uh, has far more resonance than 50 crimes in poor black neighborhoods on the southwest side. You've said as much uh, on this show many times, and uh, I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, I think that that has just sort of been the underlying policy of our leaders. And as I like to point out, that Mayor Rahm, when he was trying to woo, uh, I think it was Stanford. I say this all the time on the show, Stanford uh, graduates to Chicago, uh, business school graduates, some of the, the elite of of uh the recent graduating class, I think it was Stanford. He said, don't worry about it. Someone asked about crime. He goes, don't worry about crime in Chicago. It's only a handful of neighborhoods. And then you always point out, well, if the crime comes out of a handful of neighborhoods and goes to -to well-to-do neighborhoods, then it's a problem. Yes. But if it's contained in a handful of neighborhoods, then it's not really a problem. Right. And this is traditional. I mean, this is not new. Um, In 1978, I covered... Uh, 26 in California for a few months uh, for the Tribune. And there was this us versus them mentality that was just overbearing for me. I mean, it was, you had these wh- white uh, uh, prosecutors and white cops and all these black men, mainly young black. And it was a, a it was a day in and day out occurrence where it was the crime was with some black man. When I, one other thing, when I when I was at Channel Two, at one point um, they were trying to con- talk me into becoming a reporter. I was I was a, a department head at the time, and they were trying to talk me into being a reporter. So I rode, I went on a, a ride with Elizabeth Vargas. She was, she was covering some crime that had happened, and it was out on the southwest side. And I went with her. And the, it, it was so important to the, to the cops and the station that they show the criminal, which was a, a black man. And so they... Um, they scheduled it so that the camera could get him mm. to put on the news. And if you think about it, how often do you see white men criminals on the news? This this is thought out and planned. Well, this is I mean, just tying into Trump, Trump's strategy. He wanted, he dreamed right. of being uh handcuffed uh and paraded before the cameras because I know in his mind. Uh, it would have turned him into being like a political prisoner. Yeah, um, yeah. He, 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 he's seeking martyrdom. Yes, he's seeking martyrdom. 
and then they then the the refrain is real criminals go free. This is the MAGA refrain. Yeah. Uh, but law-abiding people like Donald Trump on trial for rape, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are are punished. And Monroe, we have been lived like we've grown up with these images that you're talking about. Yes. I don't. I don't know how you you can avoid being conditioned or brainwashed. Everybody, black people, white people, absolutely everybody. Right. This is what you've seen your entire life. No, like when Ronald Reagan turned sort of blackface on, on on welfare with the welfare queen, and in reality, there are more white people on welfare than there are blacks. There were then, there are now. But um, to make welfare unacceptable, I guess, you have you, you have one black woman who was ripping off the system. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's common knowledge that um, black people don't want to work. They want to get on welfare and rip off the system. Uh, yeah. And being facetious. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was an important point. That's the 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 only time that any uh, mag is going to quote our show is that little snippet from Monroe before he said, "I'm being facetious." Uh, go ahead, mag, go ahead. Uh, and uh, just to show you the political ramifications of these fo things, folks, uh, as we speak, as uh, Kevin McCarthy in Congress, uh, the Speaker, the Republican Speaker, who got his position because the uh, ineptitude of Democrats uh, in New York, in part. Thanks a lot for nothing, New York Dems. But anyway, he is the Speaker of the House. Uh, and in the, in his negotiations at the beginning for the debt ceiling, uh, they're coming up with a proposal that they will not agree to raise the debt ceiling, uh, thus avoiding some kind of economic catastrophe, unless uh, Biden and the Democrats agree to link Medicaid payments to work requirements. And so this gets back to your point, Monroe, uh, the mantra that somehow or other uh, it is any kind of assistance to uh, the general population is like a handout to black people. And this is uh, the mantra that the Republican Party have accepted. This is in part what keeps them together and united. Uh, and uh, this is fortified by those news clips that you just talked about. And this has become the centerpiece in the Republican negotiations with uh, Biden, it's the only thing they think they have traction on. They think they could like justify their intolerance uh, and their opposition to any kind of legitimate proposal by Biden by saying we're doing this to force cheats to go work. You follow me? And it's okay. If you want to, you want to um, look at the double standard. Let's go with these random shootings that happened in the in the past week or so. The uh, the eighty four year old white guy was interviewed by the cops for twenty minutes, and they let him go home. They let him go. It was only after there were protests that they arrested him. The young white woman that was murdered, uh, they drove up the wrong. Uh, driveway, and the guy came out and shot at the car, and killed her. He was arrested. If you if you do a crime to a white person, particularly if you're black, but even if you're white, this is serious crime, and they they get on it right away. With a black person, if the black person is the victim, it's like, uh, <laughs> another one bites the dust. Mm. Yeah, so this is just some of this is, but this has been a, a fact of life in the city of Chicago, well, in this country uh, forever, right. but definitely uh, in our lifetime. This is what we live through, and that's why, uh, just concluding the Kim Fox discussion, it's just obvious, glaring uh, instances and examples of the double standards and the injustice. <laughs> and they're talking about Jesse Smollett. What did she know? What did she know? At Jesse Smollett, more details after this commercial break. Anyway, uh, Monroe, if she, had, if she had been locked, she'd been locking up all the other black men because 
there's a, there's this progressive movement going on among uh, states' attorneys where they don't want to just lock up suspects who are poor suspects who have no money and ha leave them in prison for a year or two be until the trial can get started because the black community is over police to begin with and so it's easy enough to get caught up in 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 the net when the net is sweeping mm. and if you don't have enough money to post bail then you get to serve time um, as, as an innocent person in, in Cook County Jail. Plus, you get in the system. So things you, things that you could have gotten, you can't get. All right. Now, let me, uh, let, yes. let, let's center on what you said. The black community is over-policed uh, to begin with. Yes. Uh, and I'll go back to a conversation that we had briefly before we went on the mic. Uh, and I was telling you about the uh, lawsuit filed by Paul Vallis, against uh, his uh, former campaign aide, Enya, which is truly, uh, I mean, again, this falls into the category, you got to read it to believe it, absurd, dark humor. Uh, who is writing this stuff? Is this coming out of Kurt Vonnegut? Uh, <laughs> is this satire? Uh, and um, But uh, Paul Vallis essentially said that Enya, they just, Took seven hundred thousand dollars. Seven hundred thousand dollars, bro. That's how much money Paul Vallis had. He gave this man seven hundred thousand dollars to be his political strategist in the black community. He was going to bring out the black vote. Actually, it was a two prong, two prong effort. He was going to get every single black person who could conceivably vote uh, for Paul Vallis that you could expect to vote for Paul Vallis to vote for Paul Vallis, and then minimize the turnout in the community overhaul by feeling a sense feeding a sense of nihilism like there's really no difference between brandon johnson and paul vallis anyway so just don't bother voting uh and uh, so now that vallis is uh, alleging that uh Enya didn't do anything and he wants his money back Enya says uh that uh, paul vallis uh is wrong that he did do things and that paul vallis is the one who's actually uh coming out with unfounded allegations my point is that i thought Enya did a pretty good job he got 20 percent of the vote I mean, if, if he's the guy in charge of the outreach, the black community, Paul Vallis, a MAGA man, a MAGA sympathizer, got 20% of the black vote. And then I thought, who's dumber? Black voters who voted for Paul Vallis or Lakefront liberals who voted for Paul Vallis? And you had a counterpunch ready to go. You said Lakefront liberals because black people have a legitimate fear of crime or more legitimate fear. Isn't that what you said to me, Monroe, when we had this debate before the show? Sure, yeah. I mean, there, there is, is crime in the black community, too much of it. Uh, there, is, there is now some crime in Lincoln Park and along the lakefront Streeterville, places like that. But when it occurs, it is actual news because it's so infrequent. Um, mainly because if, if uh, some young black men were walking around in Lincoln Park, then uh, the police might want to talk to them and find out why they're there and what they're up to. The so they're in the black community. So how do you... Uh... Uh, how do you connect that to the, the point you just made that the, the black community is over-policed? Uh, in, in, in the sense, they're over-policed in the sense that they get pulled over. For example, more, more, more traffic lights in black wars, um, to my knowledge, there are none in Lincoln Park, for example, zero. And they're all over the place in certain black wars. And we, we all occasionally drive above the speed limit or try to, to um, jump through a yellow light before it turns red. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you don't have cameras, the police aren't looking, then it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the, if the tree fell in the forest. Uh, all right. Uh, fair enough. Let's move on a little bit uh, from Kim Fox. 
uh, and talk about some other outrage that's on my mind. Uh, this uh, shout out to Tim Novak from the Chicago Sun-Times. He's been covering this story for years. Uh, Trump Tower and its attempt to get its property tax bill reduced by saying it's overassessed. So here's what you need to know, just the basic one-on-ones of taxes and the property taxes. Your uh, property tax bill uh, is uh, determined by multiplying a, a rate against the, what the county says the assessed value of your property is. The rate's the same for everybody. What varies is the assessed value of your property. Uh, Donald Trump uh, and uh, his business associates have said that the county overvalued uh, the the assessment of the Trump Tower, that big, huge, ugly building with Trump's name on it in downtown Chicago where everybody can see it. As a result, his property tax bill was higher than it should have been. Uh, his lawyer at the time, uh, his uh, property tax lawyer was none other than Alderman Ed Burke, the same Ed Burke who received a standing ovation from the city council last week uh, on, the, uh, on the eve of his leaving city hall. He's also under federal indictment. That Ed Burke. That's your law and order, guys. The best attorney money could buy. <laughs> you know what? Say one thing about Donald Trump. He's no fool. He took a look at Chicago. He thought, what a bunch of losers. All I got to do is suck up to Daly and Rom. They'll let me build any kind of ugly building on uh, the riverfront and put my name on it. And it worked. And he goes, all I got to do is suck up to Ed Burke and he'll get my property tax bill lowered. And it worked. And these are the guys you love, Chicago. And all I have to do is tell them I want it and I can put a my name on it. Yeah. Oh, sure. In, in story letters. Go ahead, Mr. Trump. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Yeah. A bunch of suckers and saps in the city of Chicago. So anyway, uh, so Donald Trump is resisting and his business associates uh, and a Cook County judge, Justice Mary Ellen Coughlin, wrote in a 13 page ruling uh, that the state's agency's decision in favor of Trump came after the border reviews and its lawyers with the Cook County State's Attorney Office have presented no expert testimony in support of its estimation of value for the skyscraper. Well, I'll tell you what, if there's anything damaging about Kim Fox's office, it'd be that statement. You couldn't have countered Donald Trump's assessment about his assessment? You couldn't have come up with an argument to undercut Ed Burke? You know, why are you guys even talking about Jesse Smollett? I'm more concerned about that case. Anyway, uh, so this judge ruled uh, that uh, Trump has uh, overpaid and ordered a um, refund to Trump of a million dollars. And as Tim Novak points out, the Chicago public school system stands to lose the most money, about $540,000. Think about this, Monroe. They're going to take the Chicago public schools are if if this ruling is upheld, if it isn't uh, appealed, the public schools will have to write a check for five hundred and forty thousand dollars to Donald Trump and his associates. Man, my blood is boiling, Monroe. This is the same Donald Trump law and order crowd is on trial for rape in the city of New York as we speak. Well, his, his lawyers are very expensive. And so it's nice that Chicago is contributing to help him get through it all. Yeah. By the way, I've long argued that uh, Donald Trump can't have it both ways, although, you know, right. he's getting it both ways. Yeah, he he that, yeah, right. I mean, he's got the sign up there. He says, well, no one will rent my building. Yeah, because you got the Trump name on there. Who wants to live in a building? Who wants to rent a building that says Trump on it? Most right. hated man in the city of Chicago. Right, and and it, it, there, were, uh, there were a few buildings in, in Manhattan that had the name removed because it was it was having a negative impact on their money. Yeah. Because people didn't want to buy buy the, the when it was a condo, if it was a condo, people didn't want to buy it because it had the Trump name on it. I uh yeah, they could do it in New York, but they can't do it in Chicago. Yeah, you're right, Monroe. I had thought about that. If this upholds, they're gonna give Trump five hundred forty thousand dollars and he could give it to his lawyer uh, to help lawyers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Except Trump, man, you know how he is with lawyers. Seven cases, literally seven count wow. cases in place right now are about to be in play. Uh, wait a minute, are you telling me that the WGN News did not lead with Donald Trump's rape trial? 
this was this it had to ha well the trial is, is in and of itself is old news. We, you know, no, the late, it began today. The testimony yeah. by E. Jean Carroll was today. Yeah, e. no, Carroll she, went on the stand and said Donald yeah, Trump raped me. Yeah, no, she hadn't at the at, at eleven a.m. our time. She hadn't made that statement. I'm going to look and see because I took a picture of that statement. We'll see if that's true. Yeah, your credibility is on the line, WGN. Yeah. Uh, nope, ten forty-one a.m. Monroe. Quote, I'm here because Donald Trump raped me. And when I wrote about it, he said it didn't happen, Miss Carroll said. He lied and shattered my reputation, and I'm here to try and get my life back. Hello, WGN News. That's typical Chicago, Monroe. They're like, well, you know, it's well, the place yeah. city of Chicago. So it's somebody getting carjacked in Lincoln Park at by some teenagers who use the car to joyride off of it. That's more important. More important than the president of the United States being accused of rape. Ex-president, please. Oh, that is true. Well, yeah, it's true. Okay. Uh, and he was not uh, the president or ex-president uh, when he did, uh, when he allegedly did the rape. That was in the 1990s. Right. But I'll, I'll tell you what, if there was any kind of Justice Smollett-related matter, that would have led the news at WGN before we get to the carjacking in Lincoln Park, a Justice Smollett update. Let's go to the courthouse right now. And you wonder, people, why you have the attitudes you do. You've been brainwashed. God. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Trump gets that $1 million, and you're right. I sit corrected. I don't think he's going to give it to his lawyers, Monroe, because he's noted for stiffing his lawyers. So No, except now. They have hardball. They know that, he, they know that he, he could, they could be stiffed. And they know that he really, really, really needs them. So, <laughs> well, uh, we, my billable hours, uh, projected billable hours, are probably it's going to uh, cost um, ten million dollars for our aid. And wow. we, but because you're Donald Trump, you yeah. give us. Nine million nine hundred and fifty thousand. If I'm one of those lawyers, I get a lien right now in Cook County Courthouse. Get that money as soon as that uh, it is official that the Chicago public schools, as broke as they are, can't afford counselors, social workers, or nurses, but they can't afford five hundred forty thousand dollars for Donald Trump. Uh, you better get a lien, lawyers. Get that money. And uh, by the way. One more time, thank you, uh, Alderman Ed Burke, for your contribution to the city of Chicago. And I will now point out, Monroe, again, that Alderman Ed Burke, uh, an old associate of yours, uh, is um, uh, was the beneficiary of a standing ovation from his colleagues in the city council. Shame, shame on every single person who stood up. Now, I just wrote a column about this for the reader where I compared uh, – this alderman of the city council giving Ed Burke a standing ovation to what the crowd at the Oscars in 2022 giving Will Smith a standing ovation after he slapped Chris Rock. Remember that? We talked about that one forever on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock because he felt insulted by a joke Chris Rock made about Jada Pinkett Smith, his wife. So in your humble opinion, What's more embarrassing and shameful, giving a standing ovation to Will Smith right after he slapped Chris Rock or giving a standing ovation to Ed Burke after his horrific career where he did, among other things, win property tax breaks uh, for Donald Trump? Go. Will Smith. We think Will Smith is worse than Donald Trump? Yes, I mean, Will Smith than Ed Burke? I'm going to tell you why. Go. How many... Actors, have you seen smack somebody during the Oscars? Zero. Exactly. Never seen it happen before. Exactly. How many Chicago aldermen <laughs> have been indicted and gone to jail? <laughs> uh, okay. Fair, fair enough. Good counter. Uh <laughs> they're, they're thinking, well, he got away with it for for 40 years. Hey, I wish I could have done that. I hope I could do that. All right. Well, let's let's think about Ed Burke's crimes against Chicago. So the alleged uh, 
shakedown of people seeking contracts from the city, forcing them, using his clout as finance chair of the council to get them to hire his property tax. That's one uh, offense. Uh, two, uh, representing Donald Trump to get his taxes lower. Everybody else's taxes is going to go up as a result of that. That's another offense. Or three, and I'm really minimizing them, folks. It's a long career he had. He's been sitting in the council since 1969. Or three, leading all of the white uh, aldermen against Harold Washington to just like feed the worst notions that white people have, their worst fears about black people in order to sabotage the Washington administration and make it easier for him uh, to, to lose. In, uh, in his re-election bid. Which do you think of all those is the absolute worst crime against the city of Chicago? Probably the Harold Washington. Yeah. Because that's, although he and the other Eddie were exploiting uh, what people felt and believed, they, they, they just exploited the same way Trump and, and um, Carlson have uh, um, exploited the magnets. Mm. You know, it's uh, got uh, Tucker Carlson. Just go shift it for a second. He has this really. He's a talent. He's he is a true talent. I mean, he he knows what racist white people think and how they think it, and he has put it into a bumper sticker range of um, communicating. And he's a good speaker. I was looking at a, a speech that he did at the Heritage uh, right after his last show. And he's, he's, a, he's a very good speaker. He's, you know, I mean, I never listened to him talk, but he's, he, he's good, yeah. And um, he will be missed. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, uh, former Fox uh, News personality, the most popular man, the most popular show on Fox. I think he had over three million. Yeah, he's, a, he's the most popular uh, anchor on cable TV, period. He had the largest audience. That's just so deep, man. You know, uh, we're so happy and proud on the Ben Jarowski show. Uh, we, we get over a thousand downloads on a show. Yeah, we did. We got, he, he gets three million. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, three million. And, and they've, 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 he, what he's managed to do is give them focus. Yeah. He's, he, you know, this whole replacement theory that's now prevalent among uh, white bigots. Yeah. He has pushed that. Yeah. And preached it. And they honestly believe that if they haven't been replaced already, then they will be replaced soon by some undeserving black or brown person. Yeah. Or maybe a Jew. Yeah. No, the, the Jewish people are manipulating the whole yeah, process. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. No, they're, no, it's, it's uh, straight up uh, twisted and sick, uh, anti-black and anti-Jewish uh, feelings that uh, he's stoking. He's doing it to, uh, to make a huge amount of money for himself uh, and for his network. And they and fire power. And power. And power. The, the, the reason that... Governor Abbott of Texas started shipping migrants north is because he questioned why wasn't he doing it. Yeah. And so then he did it. Yeah, no, tremendous political power as well. You're absolutely correct. Uh, and yet he got fired. And yet he got fired yeah. uh, by uh, Fox. I presume right. Rupert Murdoch had something to do with the firing. Yeah, so yeah. Well, he has a trial coming up by one of his former producers. And she's going to be talking about how anti-woman yeah. he was and the horrible things he used. He used the you know, C, C word and other things. And Fox is sensitive to that. 
they got real Bill O'Reilly on a sex sexist charge. They 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 got rid of Ellie. I'm blanking. The the mastermind behind Fox's oh he he ran everything. Uh, Ellie is it Ellie? Roger Ailes. Ailes Ailes yeah Roger Ailes. They got rid of him for that. Yeah. That's the one thing. You know you can lie, cheat, and steal, but if you are mis mis misogynist women, and you get caught, you out of check. Well, because of the payout. Yes. I don't think they care about abusing women. I think that's part of the culture at Fox. But if there's a payout, in other words, or or if it looks like it's going to hurt their their viewership, because not. Uh, although the, there's a preponderance of old white men watching Fox. That's not the only thing. There's some women who watch it, too. I, I feel it's the payout. I feel that uh, it's an enormous payout uh, that uh, Tucker Carlson is causing them or potentially causing them, and they want to, uh, they want to distance themselves from him. Uh, and it could also be a situation where he's become bigger than the network and they have to get rid of him uh, because it's just too dangerous. Uh, but my, my, my guess is bottom line, it has to do with money and finances. You're right. There's, and don't forget, uh, there's another uh, a, a defamation lawsuit coming down the pipeline. They're facing some serious, <laughs> some serious payouts. They got rid of the Dominion thing by settling right before he went to trial. Right. And so, uh, and 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 now they have the the uh, smart um, exactly. So they got the second small tactic or something. Yeah, and they have so, so there. There's and it's a bigger suit. Yes. So my guess is, uh, you're right. It's the payout ultimately uh, that they're worried about. And um, listen, I the the guy is a serious threat. Uh, there's a possibility that he could run for president. Um, you know, I uh, right now, the, right now, Monroe, there's so much uncertainty. We'll get into this. There's so much uncertainty, in my opinion, as to who the Republican nominee is, because Donald Trump, since uh, he was indicted in New York uh, for his um, uh, payments to uh, Stormy Daniels, uh, has become the undeniable front runner so twisted and weird uh, in the Republican uh, primary for to nominate somebody to run against Joe Biden. He's the front runner. Ron DeSantis is just self-destructing, uh, right. can't keep up. Like he's already Ron DeSantis, who was being elevated as the alternative to Trump, is now being dismissed by MAGA as inconsequential. Right. Because he's he doesn't like to talk to people. He doesn't like to shake it. He's a, he's a crappy politician. There, there was this one guy who, uh, when, when DeSantis was in the House, uh, they were on the same committee. And this guy said he has never spoken to him ever. DeSantis has never spoken to him. You would think that if you're on the same committee, might have talked about family, the girlfriend, the crooked deal you took, but something, you know, some, some common interest that you have. But there was no conversation whatsoever. And he doesn't like to talk to people. And that's sort of a job requirement. Yeah. So, so my point is, is that uh, with the absence I mean, see, Donald Trump's the front runner, so I presume. Let's just say it continues, and he's the nominee. Uh, yeah, he has seventy percent of voting Republicans support. They're all going to vote for him. So he's so unless <laughs> wow, unless they can find somebody to challenge him who can be a real challenge, he will be the nominee. He says he's going. He's indicted. He says he doesn't care. No. Anyway, and and if he's convicted of rape uh, in this New York trial, yeah, it's a civil. 
Uh, yeah, it's a civil trial, so I know it won't be a criminal trial, but still he'll have that conviction right. uh, on his record. He'll still be the nominee. Yeah. I mean, it's just astounding. The law and right. order crowd will still have him as the nominee. Right. Uh, and I wonder if WGN will cover that. Yeah, he's, um, he's going to have one or two more indictments. Uh, Georgia is going yeah. is coming down. Uh, she, she she has already warned all the the law enforcement people. Uh, we are going to have a party in a couple of weeks and a couple of months, and it's not going to be a friendly party. No, and here's. Look, this is how much he flaunts it. Uh, this is so astounding, ladies and gentlemen, how much Donald Trump just flaunts it, all the conventions in this country. We've talked about how he's many times flaunted the political conventions where you're not supposed to insult people, nasty things about people, and he just continues that. But here's he's dealing with these uh, court matters and these orders from judges. So go, let's go back to the case, E. Jean Carroll's uh, case in New York, where she's alleging that Donald Trump raped him. She's testifying as we speak. And the judge in that case, uh, U.S. District Judge Louis A. Kaplan, I'm reading from a Washington Post story, has said the jurors in the case will remain anonymous because they could face harassment and intense media scrutiny if their names were made public. All right, I'm reading from this article. On Tuesday morning in court, that's, that's yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, the day before we were having this conversation, Kaplan asked the parties in, quote, making statements that are likely to incite violence or civil unrest, unquote. While Kaplan said he was not trying to su suggest either party had done that, the judge had previously noted Trump's history of attacking people throughout the legal system, including other judges, law enforcement officials, and individual jurors. This is how much... The system bends over backwards for Donald Trump. The prosecutors play it by the rules. They don't attack Trump. They keep it to the. Remember, we talked about when MSNBC, MSNBC convened their little experts to talk about the indictment of Trump by Alvin Bragg. Remember that, Monroe? They had all these experts and they go, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in our system of justice, he's innocent until proven guilty. Uh, and he's a right to representation. And I hope he is. They're playing it one way. Donald Trump does it a whole different way. He accuses everybody of corruption. He says they're out to get him. He says it's a political witch hunt. He like but encourages you, people to go turn on the prosecutors. The black, black prosecutors are racist. Yes. They're racist. He calls them racist. Right. So Kaplan, the judge, says, acts like both sides are doing it. I'm not saying one side is doing it over the other. I'm saying... Don't do it. The literally the next day today, Donald Trump issues a statement completely ignoring the order by Kaplan, attacking the uh, attacking uh, E. Jean Carroll, attacking her lawyers, calling on his supporters to rally around him. He just freaking ignored the judge's admonishment. He ignored what the judge said. And then, of course, in court, his lawyer is like, I I'll do my best to rein him in, Your Honor. Monroe, man. Yeah, you know how he is, Judge. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know how he is. Some joker. Yeah. But meanwhile, let's convene uh, more investigations into what Kim Fox knew about Jussie Smollett. Let's keep that going. Uh, so uh, the other big news, of course, uh, in the world of media is Don Lemon, not nearly as big as Tucker Carlson, I would say, no. uh, was uh, fired the same day by CNN. Right. I uh, didn't see it coming. Neither of them saw it coming. Neither of them saw it coming. And you think CNN, I just had this notion, Monroe, you know, you worked in the, the belly of the beast for Channel 2. You've worked with these people for a while. Do you think they did? They said, hey, here's our chance to fire Lemon. They just fired Tucker. No one will, fewer people will pay attention. Let's fire him. Do you think they that they did that did I, it that way? No, because I think Lemon got fired first. I think he got fired Friday night. And although he he says that um, he 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 learned it from his agent or something, and people at CNN, some of the employees there, say he's lying that he. He 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 was offered a meeting 
and and chose not to go to it. I see. So we don't know. Yeah, well, we will, we'll I, I, I I throw that theory out the window. Then just ignore that theory. Um, I I have a confession. I made it to you the other day, Monroe, uh, when we talked about this. I had I've never seen Don Lemon. I don't watch CNN. Uh, and then I watched this exchange that he had uh, with Vivek, who's running uh, as a, uh, a MAGA man for president, has no chance of getting elected. Right. Uh, and he was making the most absurd MAGA-like um, contentions about U.S. history, which are so absurd, I, I don't even want to repeat them, uh, about how essentially um, <laughs> the Republicans w- uh, waged the Civil War to free uh, black people and then Democrats um, immediately took away black people's gun rights as though the civil war was waged over gun rights uh, for black slaves. It just, it was utterly absurd. And then Don Lemon said, that is, he, he said, that is so, so insulting what you've said. Uh, I, I found myself watching this exchange, Monroe, thinking, yeah. I like Don Lemon. <laughs> How come I didn't know anything about Don Lemon? Oh, I don't watch CNN, that's why. And and then of course he gets fired. I, I'm like, I hope they he didn't. Got, he got fired because he's a misogynist. Not because yeah, okay, all right. Good. Okay, there's yeah, that. The, the the right hated him. Like he, yeah, they 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 really hated him because he did uh, stand up against them as 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 an anchor and as a, a an out gay man. Yeah, and and what he said about Nikki Haley was so freaking well, stupid. And, and and that was that that was a it, that wasn't an outlier, a one a one timer. Apparently, that was his mentality. And, and, uh, well, I'm not gonna feel sorry for him, uh, Monroe, but I will say I I do appreciate him taking that stand. Uh, oh yeah. Moment. Uh, oh yeah. No, he was he was he was good for that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, Tucker Carlson, I do believe there is a possibility. We'll close with this. I do believe there's a possibility uh, that he would run for president, that he has uh, presidential ambitions, that all uh, the accolades he's received from the MAGA crowd have gone to his head. Before before you go, you do know that uh, the Russians have, have offered him a job. Yes. I did not know that. Yes. What do you mean the Russians? RT, they love to have him on RT. Oh, They've been quoting him for, for the past year. Yeah. Is that a joke or is no, is there... no, no, that's they have they um, it's it's my understanding. I've heard it from a couple of places. Yeah. Unless it's a joke that's being recycled. I've, I've, I've heard it a couple of times online. I've heard about at the bar, like that. So, well, but, uh, but he has been on the side of Putin and the Russians. He, he, um, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's been outrageous. Uh, Anything is possible. Uh, anything can happen. We come back in a week. Uh, Trump could already announce that Tucker Carlson will be his running mate. Let's uh, let's see if that is the case uh, in a week uh, from now. You've made some so many predictions, uh, Monroe. Let's close with one more prediction. No, here we go. I can't believe I forgot to ask you this question. We'll close with me asking you this question. Totally overlooked in all our conversation, which is absolutely appropriate because that's sort of the role he plays uh, in our country. Joe Biden announced that he's running for re-election. Uh, do you believe uh, President Biden is too old to run for re-election, Monroe Anderson? Uh, no. He seems to be in much better shape than Ronald Reagan was. Uh at the time, it was it was it was it was reported 
and he, he had Alzheimer's, early, early stage Alzheimer's. Yeah. Uh, Joe does not appear to have those um, impediments. Uh, he, his walk is bad because he had that broken foot. And when you, when you break bones at his age, either they heal very slowly or sometimes they don't really heal at all. And, and so he's walking like um, Frankenstein. That's how, how you describe it. Yeah. But I, he, I you know, but as, as I have said on your show before, he has accomplished more in the first two years of his presidency than any president um, since LBJ or possibly FDR. I mean, he really has been knocking him off the park, knocking him out the park. Uh, the problem is he's not an exciting personality. That's putting him mild. He's one of these presidents that 30 years from now, they'll be talking about how wonderful he was, what a great president he was. Uh, and so I, I think the problem is for Democrats is Kamala Harris. Because if he is, in fact, too old, and a year after he's been re-elected, you know, um, he has, a, has a, a, a heart attack. Something happens to him where he becomes incapacitated. We get President Harris. And she's, she... She has a lot of things going against her. She's a woman. She's black. She's Asian. And none of those things fit with um, your um, lakeside liberals. <laughs> Lakefront liberals uh, getting trounced in the bender <laughs> routinely. I know what you're saying. In other words, uh, all those things in combination uh, irritate white people is what right. you're saying. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, the amount okay, uh, you're you're so accurate. I mean, again, it's it's like a theme of today's show: the vilification of Kim Fox, the vilification of Kamala Harris. I see absolutely no reason why mainstream America would vilify her. She's a traditional vice president. She does what the president wants. Uh, it's like a, she she plays the role for Biden that Biden played for uh, Obama. Right. That, that quail played for Bush. Right. That Bush now, played for Reagan. Yeah, she's being knocked because she's not visible enough. She's being knocked because she's a black woman. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean they, they, the way they're dressing it up. Yes. She, well, yeah. Yeah. She she's too invisible. Now, if she were more visible, then she'd get knocked for uh, outshining by, yeah. which she could easily do if if she if if she set out to do that. Yeah. I'm wow. talking about just in terms of speaking and um, and wow. positions or what have you. So think about what this Monroe. Wow, this is this is unbelievable. So you're saying that America will. Could be if your prediction is true, faced with a choice of Biden versus Trump. Right. Rerun in twenty twenty four. Lord knows who Trump's vice president. And by the way, America, Trump's no spring chicken either. Okay. Right. He, he, he's like a difference in their ages. Yeah. So he'll be eighty. Uh so who Lord knows whoever his vice president will be. Uh so then you're saying the lakefront liberals of Chicago. Will be uh, having to confront your neighbors in Lincoln Park. Will have to confront the possibility of Donald Trump as president or Kamala Harris. Right, <laughs> and they're like, "Huh, I'll think I'll vote for the rapist." Right. Wow. No, no. There's a lot of talk about a third party candidate because um, Biden's ratings are low. He's in the 40s. Trump's are lower. And so there's talk of, well, we can get a third party in here this time. Right? <laughs> Those guys. And that's not going to happen. No, that's not. That's not what's, what will happen if you get a third party is, uh, depending on the political persuasion of the person heading up the third party, he or she's going to hurt one or the other yeah. of, 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 of 
Trump and Biden. Well, I uh, I don't see a, a significant third party arising at any given time. Uh, I mean, in the next uh, next year or so, and uh, I the notion that anybody would vote for Donald Trump over um, Joe Biden because they're worried about Kamala Harris. I just I have a hard time. As much as I denigrate voters in the 43rd and 42nd Ward, I don't believe they're that incompetent as voters. I'm, I just I can't imagine they would vote for Trump over Biden because. But you know what, Monroe? I've been proven the voters of Chicago yeah, have proven me wrong lot, before. God. A lot of times, the way this works out is they don't vote at all. Oh well, it's okay. not that they they would come out and go hold their nose and vote for Trump, but it's like, yeah. oh you know what? It it with Donald Trump on the ballot, it's hard to imagine people not voting. The the turnout was higher. By the way, a little sh- shout out to the city of Chicago. You weren't as bad as I thought you would be. I, there was an article in the Tribune. Here, I always make fun of Chicago voters, Monroe, but I'm going to give you a little shout out. I think uh, I think it was 38% turnout for the mayor's election last time, 38 or 39%, something like that, which is abysmal, but not as bad as last time. So there you go, Monroe, all right? Yeah. There, I'm a something nice about Chicago voters. 38% of you actually voted, of course. 47% voted for the MAGA sympathizers. All right, enough of uh, me trashing Chicago voters. Monroe, thank you very much. Uh, always enjoy talking politics with you every Wednesday in the Ben Jarofsky Show. Uh, and I also want to thank producer Chris. He does an outstanding job. Uh, and so, Chris, give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. Don't forget, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more great content at chicagoreader.com. Follow The Ben Jarofsky Show on Instagram at Benny J Show and on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms.